Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 297. Jonathan Dinwood and I are going to be talking about uh, SEO today. And actually, Jonathan is going to lead the meeting. He's going to ask me some questions about how I set up client websites and basically get everybody ready to perform in search engine optimization, which is a very big topic. But uh, John uh, and I were searching around for stuff to talk about and this is actually, uh, with a little bit of John's guidance, this is what we settled on. But before we get into it, let's uh, let's introduce John and, um, yeah, let's do that. John? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Robert. You know, I just thought it would be a great subject because, um, you know, you talk about your company and inbound marketing, you know, um, but what is inbound marketing and precisely how do you link inbound marketing to what you do for a client around SEO? Uh, um, you know, kind of peeling, peeling the, um, I've just lost the metaphor, but um, we're going to look behind the curtain. That That's it, behind the curtain a little bit. So <laughs> you've got a new client. They, they've run you up. You've had one of your detailed discussions with them. And they've decided, you know, to go with one of your mid-level plans. You know, they've pulled the trigger, they've signed the contract, and they've got a mediocre website, and they want your you and your team's magic, Robert. How does the process start? <laughs> well, first of all, if somebody has signed up with somebody else and they've got themselves a mediocre website, most likely I don't do any business with them. Um, if if somebody is working with a Sierra Interactive website or a real estate webmaster's website, there's a chance that we could do business with them. Um, anybody else, we're going to turn is, the, You don't want me asking. I'm sorry. I'm not being sure. rude to interrupt. Why is that? Is it because they're in a long-term contract, or uh, no. you just don't? You just don't. You think they got bad taste? No, 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 no. So, so too much of SEO these days is user behavior, and you can't trick Google out anymore. There's no way to do it. What that means, what that that is a fancy way of saying that. Hey, listen, the website that somebody has to buy has to be so intuitively clickable and usable that you just have to stick with a certain number of providers. The only providers out there that really create intuitive, clickable websites right out of the box is us, Real Estate Webmasters and Sarah Interactive. You do occasionally get somebody that's done enough work on a real estate, uh, Real Geeks website that that could also be intuitive and clickable. They're not as cool to work with because their content management system is not very good. Sierra Interactives is like on a scale of one to 10 is about a six. Real Geeks is about a three. WordPress being an eight or a nine. There's and still things. And you base your platform like you should do, which I totally, because I'm a WordPress geek, you, you base your platform on WordPress, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I do because... Uh, and, by, by what, the, and by the way, real estate listeners and viewers... Over 40% of websites are on WordPress. And just let that sink in, folks, 40%. There's a reason why it drives 40%. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very tough for people with bigger development budgets. After 10 years of open source development with a team of 100 people, um, I think it's FastType or whatever the company is that is actually the, the Auto- parent. Automatic. Automatic. There we go. Automatic. The, the parent company for WordPress has been doing so many upgrades and, and work. And by on- the way, Robert, they have a thousand people working for them now. Really? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, they have a thousand people working for them now. So that makes it tough to compete with. Like even if you had the budget and the time and the energy to build your own system, you're going to have a hard time catching up to WordPress in terms of features and functionality. And of course, the favorite thing for developers like me to talk about is integrations, which is really one of the things, the superpowers that WordPress brings to the table is just how many different integrations does it do automatically right out of the box? And the answer is hundreds or thousands. And you can kind of turn WordPress into a customized platform for almost any vertical that you're working in, which makes it a better decision than trying to develop one out of the box. Can we go back to the reason why the, um, the like SEO webmasters and the other companies Sarah interactive? Sure. I think why you wouldn't is it because you because um, you couldn't get the kind of result you know the kind of return on the investment because they because they're already doing something similar to what you do. Is that the um, why you won't want them to? engage if they've already got a a platform, uh, a website using those two platforms? Well, essentially, so so no. So Real Estate Webmasters and and Sierra Interactive make the fastest search-based, like search system-based websites that are out there. They're also the only people that intuitively build the UX or the internal linking in such a way that the websites are going to be really, really good for SEO. Um, there's a lot that goes into like trying to explain internal linking, but the best way that I can explain it is that, that Google is reading websites using a program, which you know, and I know, and the program isn't very sophisticated. It hasn't actually increased its sophistication over the years. It's basically a very small program that is, that is euphemistically called a spider. The spider reads three pages deep. That's it. Doesn't read 10 pages deep. Doesn't read uh, 50 pages deep. It reads three pages deep. So any page in your website needs to be three crawlable links from any other page in your website, effectively. Most web developers don't get this very, very simple concept done correctly. That is usually right there. That's something that most people are getting wrong, which means that no matter how brilliant your website is, oftentimes it's not very readable for a search engine. And if if it's not readable, all the other metrics of SEO, such as usability or uh, backlinking, it doesn't really matter. If Google can't see the page or see the page easily, uh, you're not going to get very good SEO for your site. So the the people that consistently make really readable websites are Sierra Interactive and Real Estate Webmasters. Now, Real Geeks does uh, usually... But Real Geeks is letting their customers dictate a lot of their user navigation. And that's where they fail occasionally, is that clients, their clients don't understand how to build the site. They're using one or two or three vendors that, that Real Geeks is recommending. And those vendors don't necessarily know how to read the site correctly. 
And then all the other vendors that are out there, like all of them, Agent Image, Luxury Presence, anybody that's big that you guys have probably heard of who are listening to the show, no, they don't focus, track, nor pay attention to most of this stuff. They're instead focused on branding or visual elements on the site that look really cool to you, but you don't, you're not looking at what is the most fundamental or foundational things of building a real estate website, which is, is it readable? Can I understand it? Does it work well on a cell phone? Those are basically three of the primary drivers for website performance in the real estate space right now. And and many, if not most, real estate web providers are skipping through them. You're not getting those things really properly touched, which means that if you called me, John, and I look at your website, it's going to take me about two minutes to turn around and tell you I can't I can't SEO this. So are you so you can't do the existing site, but would you take on that client if they're gonna, you know, utilize one you basically gonna do a rebuild? Yeah. I'm gonna rebuild the site, yes I would. Right. If they if they can take on another site, if they can do another contract, yes I would. Yeah. So that's clear. So what you know I I also I'm only surmising this that the other really top area is linked to what you've just said is that these sites really have to be top notch when it comes to mobile because my you know and showing up when it, when uh, you know a geo search is done when the, when somebody's searching in the area that the agent operates in that it shows up in search and it really is performs really fantastic on mobile. Am I correct about that? Oh, good Lord. Yes. So when it comes to mobile phones, there's a few statistics that we've watched started to change in the real estate marketing industry. And there's probably other marketers out there that have access to bigger data pools than I do, but there's not many at this point, because I have like 150 live clients. And what I'm noticing happening is that the more mobile friendly our websites get, the more leads that we're generating off mobile. My clients that are doing uh, direct advertising campaigns, we're getting 30, 40% of our leads off mobile phones, like off people using their cell phones. This is a number that's increasing considerably and it's increasing every day. In other words, people are getting more and more comfortable registering on mobile phones like a lot. And so that's that's a conversion metric. So, but here's here's what's really important. Google can't see the conversion metric and they don't care about the conversion rec- metric. So I'm telling you, the listeners, and you, my co-host, John, that from, from a conversion standpoint, from a from a I own a website standpoint, it's really important that you think about mobile because that's how you're going to get a certain percentage of your leads. But on top of that, what Google is looking at is they're looking at performance on mobile, which they can see very clearly. They can see how long somebody stays on your site and how many pages they look at. And they're starting to treat it as a separate performance metric. The higher the performance metric is, the better that you're going to do in SEO. So in other words, if you have a website that does really, really well on mobile phones and okay on desktop, you're probably going to do better in SEO right now than if you have a site that's doing really, really good on desktop and not very good on mobile. And Google is starting to weight that performance criteria more and more. So we personally, about two years ago, we took a leap and we stopped doing these old boomtown types of sites that have hundreds and hundreds of links on the homepage. 
and went to something that is that is called like a funnel navigation, which is where you only have guided navigation from the time that you open the site. There's not all these drop-down menus that somebody can select from. We drive the experience the same way that Apple does with its products because we were noticing that that is the only way to build a really solid mobile product is to is to send somebody down a guided path. And that's what that's what we do. And it, and it actually in, it inherently goes against my personal philosophies. But from a performance standpoint, I thought that was the way to go. And what we're seeing in terms of our results is saying that it was a good guess. So I would I'll be correct in saying that when it comes to people utilizing visiting a agent's website. Um, they it's almost totally dominated by mobile. Would I be correct in that? Um, yes, it's getting there. Uh, yes, it's getting there. Now we 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 know. I know, and you know what we mean by mobile friendly. You just touched the navigation aspect of that. Are there any other aspects that you want to point out? before we go for our break, that are important when it comes to being mobile-friendly? Um, yeah, I think that people have to get get rid of, you know, you know mobile-friendly is, is a very, very tricky subject yeah. because there is uh, a lot of things that, that I don't like. Understanding, like, really deeply fun- fundamentally, the big boys, the 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 YouTubes and the Googles, they're really dominating when it when they say you have to be mobile friendly because to make all like if you're a video like provider as an example like TikTok, to say that you're going to do all of your videos in a super friendly compressed format is a big requirement for a technology provider. You're spending a lot of extra money to deliver video that way to a consumer on their on their cell phone. Which kind of means that these big guys are raising the bar in terms of how much money that you need to develop a new technology product. As an entrepreneur and somebody who's never been like I don't do like I don't do um, investment capital. What are those guys called? Um, VCs. Your boots. Yeah. V VCs things like that. I don't do that, and a lot of entrepreneurs I know don't want to do that because you don't want to give up control of your your business. So it's really frustrating for us to say, oh, if I wanted to start a tech company that did video, I need I need ten million, easy, no problem. You know, it's like so that that kind of mobile first thinking is a little bit frustrating. Uh, however, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say to everybody is that despite that frustration. That's kind of what you have to do with your mobile-friendly first websites is you have to plug in things like YouTube. And if you're going to do video, you do YouTube and you make sure that you're using one of the main WordPress image compressors if you're going to do images on your site. It's weird because on the one hand, having good images and unique images is even more important than ever, John, from a, from a content perspective. But on the other side of the coin, Making sure that those images are easily digestible in mobile formats is another really big criteria. Well, in a way, it's going back to the early days because, you know, maybe this will change when um, 5G is um, 
but you, you, in some ways you're going back to the early days of web design where um, really um, compressing your image size and the and really um, being religious on the page sizes of key pages. You spent used to spend a lot of time on that. Um, but then that didn't become so important. But because of the dominance of mobile, especially when it comes to a real estate website, it's literally you, you have to go back in time because um, the bandwidth restrictions that these devices have. But like I say, um, in the next few years, that might change a bit because you've got um, like technologies like 5G, haven't you? Yeah. Very much so. And I'm going to I'm going to add on to for you personally at the fairy tale end before we go to the break. So we've been doing this three years where summer 2018 was the first one. Oh, dear. There you go. Time flies. But <laughs> uh, Rob, we better uh, I, I'll do the um, we better go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments. To discuss, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We discuss this whole area of SEO. We'll be back okay. in a few moments. You want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Three. Coming back, Robert. Robert is... Uh... We've been doing this show three years together, and he he puts up with me. There we go. Um, so um, I think we we've come to understanding. Um, so um, so we talked about mobile now. Um, like like with the with the um, Mailrite product, you know, we use Facebook. We drive traffic to the website, but we provide a WordPress website. But we don't we don't spend any kind of the resources and the time and energy that you and your team do when it comes. So you got to you know to convert people, you got to get them to your website. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the key SEO inbound marketing things? that you and your team do to get traffic to the to your clients' websites to convert them? Um, so I think that one of the big things that we do is, uh, well, we do a lot of things. There's not, there's not a couple of things. There's a huge amount of things. One of the things that we do is we do uh, maps. We leverage maps heavily. Um, the maps that we leverage that, that are... We do something called a zip code map, which drives a lot of traffic. Um, always, we're almost always on the first page for searches that relate to to maps of areas that we do that we're doing in. So, like Los Angeles zip code map, a Los Angeles map, that kind of thing um, uh, is is something that we do. And then, in terms of other traffic tips that we do, it's always like most of my sites we're doing blog posts. And the funny thing about blog posts is you say, what is it that you do to drive traffic? Well, unfortunately for the world at large, and fortunately for me, SEO is not simple. 
So what we have to do before we do anything is we have to do a, a lot of what's called link building. And even though most of SEO these days is user behavior, there is still a lot of SEO from like when you're talking about an out of the box website, like brand new, you do have to have five, 10 good links. You have to have some kind of social shares going on. You essentially effectively have to have like a few hundred links from various places in order to get the initial user-based traffic into the site and start building a site organically. As a follow-through question to what you've just said, is it would I be correct then then that your focus is really because these are local businesses that they, they are tied normally to geo So would I be correcting is that your focus is on the principles of local search, which is different to regional to some extent different to regional and national SEO. And um, what I mean by that is that, like, when it comes, my understanding of effective local SEO is that directories, they mean nothing when it comes to national SEO, but they're, they're, you know, making sure that the address, the name of the business, the address is is consistently passed around all the kind of trade directories. Um, Moss has a tool that you can buy that helps you with that. Plus your Google um, page and other kind of local SEO factors are the things that you're focused on as well. Am I correct in some of that? Some of it. So we do focus on hyperlocal. It is not a primary focus. It's something that we do as, because effective local marketing and effective like, like traditional SEO kind of go hand in hand. And so we do absolutely focus on both. We, we do do both. Um, but to say that we focused more on one than the other would be false because unfortunately local SEO is really requires our clients participation a lot for them to be like successful reviews, quantity reviews, quality reviews impact very much where you're going to stand in your hyperlocal search rankings. Right. So I can do the directories that you mentioned and I do do the directories and the video stuff that we push is also a huge local SEO signal because Google looks at the geotag metadata and attaches it, that that metric to your yes. overall Google login and your Google account. So what we hammer on or drum on here all the time, that that local video impacts your local search rankings as well. So all those things, but you know what? Most of my clients are not reliable when it comes to gathering uh, reviews and getting them on their Google profile. So well, they, I, they, they need the MailRight platform that would help them generate reviews, wouldn't they? <laughs> well done, sir. So, wow, yeah. it's a really nice platform, and it, it all works. So it's up to you, you know. But there we go. Um, but so to get serious, though, what you're saying is that reviews and having some form of plan, having some form of um, process that still happens even when the agent is really busy, um, it will 
help enormously, and it's something that a lot of agents struggle with. Is that the crux of what we've just said? Yeah. If, I mean, essentially, yes. Yes. I think, I think that, um, yes. Uh, there, there, that, yes. I'll, I'll just, never mind. We'll, we'll sit, we'll stay there. There's always more to say, more to explain, but basically, yes, you got it right. So it is a factor that a lot of, you know, they, you know, it is, it, but there are, you know, we've discussed this with various experts and in our internal shows. There's various methodologies. There's plenty of coaching out there that tells you when it is the right time, you know, normally at the end of the transaction when the client is on a bit of, has a lot of goodwill to the agent if the process has gone correctly and there hasn't been a lot of ill between the agent and the client. But if it's gone for the normal process, that's when the client um, is the most happiest to give reviews. You know, if you can get a video review from the client, normally, you know, if you can, but you need a plan of action to religiously get those and then push them out on the website and to the various platforms that will give you the biggest signals. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, that will give you the biggest hyperlocal signals. So, so, and it won't necessarily saying it's the biggest, listen, here's, here's the thing about signals and, and all the things that Google does. And I think it's kind of funny because uh, everybody who's listening, John just had the infinite pleasure uh, and I'm assuming that because I would have had, I would have I would have literally given my left arm to be John this morning. He just had the pleasure of interviewing Rand Fishkin, who's one of the biggest, most respected, notable voices that's ever come out of the SEO community. And he started a company called SEO Moz, which turned into Moz. And so here's the thing. You're talking about these these huge voices inside the SEO community, and I'm trying to be one myself. I'm trying to be one that starts and focuses on on real estate. Here's what I've noticed. It is a bad idea to talk about or get mixed up in looking at individual signals overly much because Google changes the weight of these individual signals all the time. They've just done it again in the middle of the summer with something that they're calling a core web vitals update which just means that they're once again moving along, making things like, is your website digestible? How long do people stay on the page? How fast is the page? They're just increasing the value of those ranking signals. That's it. But here's the thing. Of the 200 things that Google looks at on a website, they really have never changed them. Not ever. That's one thing that people don't understand. They still measure the same shit all the time. If you want to know what a standard, consistent, no bullshit, don't have to change it every five minutes kind of principle is about SEO, this is the part where we opened up the show. Think about SEO instead as, as inbound marketing. If you and I do a really good article that we spend a lot of time on, John, and we talk about opening, running, and starting two independent like small real estate marketing companies, there is a very good chance that we're going to create an article that a lot of people are going to want to read because we are experts in that field coming from different parts of that conversation. 
you from your end there with what you've done with MailRite, me from my end here with what I've done with uh, Inbound REM. And guess what? People will read that article and they'll find it valuable. Now, let's just say that we update that article once a year, every year. We get together, we put our heads together, and we make sure that the information is fresh, that it, that it, that it reflects our viewpoints. There's an incredibly good chance that we're, that article is going to rank for something like um, you know, a real estate marketing company startup, let's just call it, right? That, that keyword and many other keywords associated with it will it rank for. The concept of inbound marketing is creating a piece of information that is so good that people are going to get answers from it. They're going to learn from it. They're, they're, that anybody that has the question roll off their lips that looks at your article is going to see something valuable there. And that is something that most people don't do inside the SEO space. They hire $15 you know, per article writers off Upwork or wherever they find them. And they, they go, oh, but I'm doing blog posts. No, you're not. You're hiring somebody to reg- regurgitate things that they're reading on blogs like mine. Like where I... Oh, it's the, it's the, to interrupt because we need to wrap up. Hopefully... You- you can do, we've still got time to do some bonus content because I've got a really interesting question to ask Robert sure. in the bonus content listeners views. But just to comment on what you just said, it you know, I found it with my other business and you could fault me with MailRite, but we're going to change that uh, pretty soon, is there's no point in writing articles or getting somebody to write articles if you don't do the best basic SEO research Either you hire somebody to, that can do it for you or you learn the basics yourself because, to use the metaphor, it's just pissing in the rain otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think the, I think that just like any other skilled marketing endeavor, SEO is definitely one of those things. There's just too many details for the average person to put together and learn. I, I try really hard to, to just get my client, like what I do for my clients really is they still have to do some work. They, my clients still have to do like video and things. And that's what confuses people. It's like, well, what am I hiring you for? It's like, well, you're hiring me to manage the 200 signals that you don't understand <laughs> that Google is looking for, because I'll take that video and I'll make it successful. If you produce that video on your own and post it somewhere, nobody's ever going to see it. All right, then, I'm, I'm going to do the wrap-up because I've kind sure. of been interviewing Robert, actually. Um, but I thought, hopefully, if you enjoyed this. Now, can you do us a favour, listeners and viewers, because, you know, if you've been with us and some of you have been with us for over three years, two things. One thing is give us a bloody review on iTunes. I know it's a pain in the posterior, uh, um, but if you can do that, it really helps the show. And if you've got any questions or feedback, please either leave them on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. We're easy to find and we love to get more engagement from the people that regularly listen from this show. So there are only two really easy things to do. So we'll be back next week. We've got some great guests for the whole of July. Um, we Actually, um, I'm really looking forward to some of the interviews. and. Please join us on our bonus content, which we're going to do after we finish with the podcast, which you'll be able to see on the MailRite YouTube channel. And please subscribe to the channel. That really helps the show. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye.